Hello, welcome to One Pipe One Song. My name's Elliot Porter and this is the show where I talk to a different songwriter each week about a song that they've written, um, their influences, the influences behind that song um, and the mechanism behind that song and how they wrote it, where they wrote it, etc. And we also chat about um, artists that they love and specifically one cover that they have chosen, um, which they have performed um, probably in a live setting before. Um, and we chat about you know why they love their artist and and um, kind of the influences behind their songwriting. So this is episode eight. Hello to everyone that's joining us um, on audio. This is a podcast that goes out on live on Facebook, live on YouTube, but also um, as an audio podcast where you can find it on Anchor FM, uh, Spotify, iTunes um, around about two days later. So by Friday. Um, it should be out as an audio podcast for everyone to listen to. Um, thank you for supporting the podcast so far. If you'd like to support us even further, subscribe on YouTube at Elliot Porter Music. You'll see it scrolling along the bottom there. So um, the likes really help. So if anyone's watching on YouTube, click the like button because um, that kind of gets us more visible and we can get the music out to, to more people. Um, but please subscribe because then you get a notification when we go live. So wherever you're kind of out and about, you might um, you might not think, uh, remember what time it is. And then the notification shows you, I think, about a few minutes before it goes online. So you can tune in. Um, we're live on Facebook. Um, so please leave your comments. If I see your comments um, come up on the screen, I will put them on the screen and I'll put them to our guest as well if we've got any questions. We normally do it towards the end of the show, um, just before we kind of talk about the cover. So if you've got any questions, please just chuck them in the comments section and I will read them out for you. If you just want to say hello or happy Easter or um, anything you want to say. And we're alive on Isolation Gigs as well, which is our platform for um, live shows set up during the uh, lockdown the pandemic um, it's still going strong and we're hoping to car carry on with this um, podcast as well um, even after the pandemic is kind of like um, died down a bit hopefully so we'll probably be doing one a week during April and then maybe one a month um, after that in May June July and then we might take a break in summer but I'm not really sure yet so we will see what's uh, see what's going so please get involved in the show um, Put your questions in and uh, subscribe to the channel if you can. Um, hello to everyone that's joining us. Um, and please look forward to kind of joining us in the future. So today I'm really happy to have um, one of my favourite acts on, on the kind of Cambridge scene. Um, a chap who I first saw play probably about six or seven years ago. I don't know exactly when but I know it was around about the Cambridge kind of area um, and uh, it's a fantastic songwriter a brilliant storyteller um, being described by folk words as engrossing and charismatic and Jeremy Vine of BBC Radio 2 is also a big fan so um, you can't do a lot better than that really can you so um, please welcome today uh, Dan Wild um, who is joining me from his home studio I believe Hey Dan, how you doing? Hello, how's it going? You right? I'm pretty good, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good. Getting good. there um, during this kind of uh, during this kind of lockdown thing, we're almost coming out of it now. So, um, yeah. I think it's I think things are things are slowly slowly looking up. And um, you're in the you're in the studio, or I imagine you've probably spent quite a bit of time during during the lockdown. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing. Um, thankfully, I had, I had quite a lot of work that I was sort of in the middle of um, when the kind of first lockdowns came and so I had a lot to get on with and then um, I've been lucky that bits and bobs have kind of come in and now because everyone's written lots of songs during lockdown I'm, mm. I'm busy again so yeah it's good yeah yeah that uh, that's something that I kind of I always forget that you know the lockdown has been a period of, of kind of activity for writers I, m myself mm. I've I've kind of written in bits I've written a few things um during the lockdown but I haven't I wouldn't say I've been particularly prolific um because I think probably I, I do kind of rely a little bit on the kind of movement around and kind of going places to yeah. to get my inspiration how, how about yourself have you have you found it have you have obviously been very busy so has, mm. it, has it been possible to you, do any stuff I've I've done um 
I caught up a little bit on some um, recording of songs uh, that I've been meaning to record for a while. Mm. I haven't done an awful lot of writing. Um, I've been busy with um, various things, uh, including like, you know, like home DIY and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, recording other people's music and recording little bits of my own. Uh, I'd probably written like a couple of songs. Um, I mean, not probably. I definitely have written a couple of songs um, <laughs> that will probably go on the next um, release, whenever that, <laughs> whenever I can get around to getting that ready. But, yeah, um, I mean yeah. that actually that ties in quite well. We've got it. We've got a question already actually from oh. from Phil Wild. Um, oh, <laughs> when is Stan's next? <laughs> when is Stan's next CD due out? Oh, and on. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing that's that's probably that's, a, re- a relation of some it kind. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, a good friend of mine, Stephen McLaughlin, I think you also know. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's this great artist and producer. So ah, hello, thank you, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, hello, Stephen. And Stephen yeah. is also a great artist and producer. So I I would wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, yeah. I've um I've actually started working with Stephen in the last oh, right. year okay. year cool. or so. Um, nice. actually, I've I've worked with him before. Uh, on a couple of tracks and then the lockdown kind of uh, we came together on a couple more tracks so yeah um, great cool that's that's been that's been all a good experience so yeah. um and is any of that out now or it's coming out or y- yes we did a um so we did a kind of a charity single for the uh for the nhs around about this time last year and that was wow. a a cover of the frank turner song be more kind um okay. and it was a kind of a big collaborative kind of effort with about um 18 of us artists as well um and then more recently i've done one track which i wrote during lockdown um which hopefully is going to be released at some point in the probably in the next couple of months at at some point so um that will that will be available soon hopefully so yes um look forward to hearing it yeah man yeah and um yeah i so i've i've been a big fan of your your music um and your songwriting because it's just uh it's so kind of um it hits the point for me um really really well and i think i met you probably around about six or seven years ago and we were trying to remember earlier it was somewhere around bishop stalkford area so it may have been the half moon um one of the venues around there Mm. and i um, think it probably was i can't think of many other places that i've played what are some of the other venues well, there isn't really any. There aren't. Any. <laughs> okay. Well, then it probably was there. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but that is I, a good venue, you know. If you're only going to have one, that's a good one, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I always love playing there, and and it's a great audience. It's kind of like a folk mm. club audience, really. Yeah. Um, and I imagine, I imagine you've you've played quite a few of those kind of kind of folk clubs in in your time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's always a really appreciative audience, but I remember watching, I think, uh, yeah, it must've been one of your sets around about the time of the, the album that came out and what was probably about 2013. And I really got into some of those songs on there. Um, and, and what struck me, I think, and I may not have got the song right, but, um, I think you were talking about moving from Blackpool to Cambridge. Um, all oh, right. Uh, around around about that time yeah um how how did that move come about uh yeah no you're right um it's just time flies isn't it so <laughs> yeah. i was thinking no it was way before that but then now i think about it actually yeah 2013 that's like eight years ago so yeah yeah um, yeah so well i moved i moved to cambridge originally um it was uh with an ex-girlfriend mm, mm. that's you know that's that story and that yeah. didn't, didn't quite go as planned but um decided to stay i liked it yeah I, yeah I, uh, yeah just enjoyed being in cambridge so yeah stayed here and did you did you find that the the cambridge area did you find that that was a good place to to suit your music obviously cambridge is rich in kind of history mm-hmm. with with um colleges and stuff but the, the cambridge folk festival is what springs to mind um when it comes to music for me um and there's a lot of cool little venues. So did did you find it was a good a good place to let your music thrive? Yeah, uh, it took a it took a little while. Um, I think to begin with. I mean, I'm from 
like you say, I'm from Blackpool or I, you know, I grew up there. And mm. there's a lot of music going on there and there's a lot of um, pubs that have music and they, you know, they all kind of pay the artists quite well and everything. So yeah. when I first moved to Cambridge, I was kind of looking for those kinds of gigs, regular gigs that paid a little bit, you know. Yeah. And um, I struggled to find them and initially sort of thought, oh, you know, maybe this is not the best place for a singer, so, you know, to do what I want to do. Um, but I think a combination of more more places having live music and me getting to know the area a bit more and finding finding venues uh, meant that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty good place to, there's a good solid music scene around here. Yeah. So yeah yeah what what's your kind of favorite venue to play around cambridge area uh i I like the i mean i like the you know the junction and um, Mm. the portland arms is another one i like portland because it's got that kind of more sort of it's a smaller venue but it's still a, a a good kind of proper venue um and then I like playing like the Flying Pig, which is a pub gig, but mm. it's a really cool pub gig and um, always like a good crowd in there. So, um, yeah, I'd say I'd say like if I you know if I'm gonna book a show, it's gonna be probably like the Portland. Yeah. But then um, doing sort of the odd gig in like the Flying Pig, and there's a few, there's also a few like cafes around. Um, there's the Locker on King Street. Um, there's also Darry's, which is where I run the open mic. Yeah, that's also on King Street. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've been along to that a couple of times. Yeah, it's um, it's a cool. I like that place actually. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got a good uh, atmosphere. You know. mm. Nice. Yeah, it has, and um, yeah, I I agree about the Portland Arms. I um, if ever I do a gig in Cambridge, I I, mm. I quite often play there, and um, yeah, I just, it's always a great gig. Actually, it's a really good atmosphere. They have got a good stage and good sound system yeah, and yeah. stuff, and yeah. um. Yeah, it always sounds good, and, and I, I quite like CB two as well. The um, the basement kind of mm-hmm. venue. Yeah, haven't haven't done it for a while, but I love the kind of uh, where well, you can kind of just pre- pretty much play unplugged in there because it's so mm. small. Um, yeah, it's it, no it's no longer CB two though. It's changed. Oh really? Now, yeah. It's called. Um, uh, I'm gonna get it wrong, so I'm not gonna say it. But <laughs> yeah. it's changed. It's changed its name and it's changed its owners. I think it's now a vegan cafe. Oh, okay. But yeah. um, I think they're still gonna have music on. So that's good. Fingers crossed. That's good. They will. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It must have been a while since I've been, I've been in Cambridge actually. So um, yeah. But yeah, I always love playing that venue, and um, it was always quite a good, a good night. So um, yeah. So um, why don't we kind of go into that kind of uh, into the song that we were going to talk about, basically. Um, yeah, sure. And then we'll we'll talk about bits and pieces in between, and we'll get uh-huh. a few people's comments and stuff. Um, and we will play the song at some point. So um, this is kind of, um, I guess, I guess it's a, a song which is, um, you know, it's 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 from the second album, I th- I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I suppose it's around about the time that I first. Uh, heard you play and it's a song that I really really loved um, because I kind of um, identified with the lyrical content of it plus your style is very similar to a lot of the things that I like um, when it comes to artists and um, I don't know how how you would kind of um, describe your sound um, Mm. but there's certain elements to me anyway of um, I know I saw on the um, the website Damien Rice has mentioned David Gray uh, yeah. definitely artists that I um, influenced me as well but I you know I picked out a few others that I thought maybe um, you know it, it's hard to talk to a singer songwriter without mentioning Bob Dylan so mm-hmm. I've mentioned Bob Dylan a bit James Taylor I thought there was elements okay. of James Taylor in the kind of um, guitar and um, also I don't know do you know a guy called Stephen Fretwell um, yeah I do yeah I, I I I can't say I've ever like listened that much to Stephen Fretwell mm. also with, with the Damien Rice and the David Gray thing that was more of a like um, the my old label kind of oh, okay, put, yeah. put that in there and it's not really um, something that I listen to an awful lot um, mm, mm. 
but uh yeah i mean dylan is 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 a big one yeah um there's a lot of you know the the kind of the big kind of classic singer songwriters dylan and neil young and i just booked some tickets to go and see van morrison at audley end oh um, yeah which yeah. will be a cool gig with the water boys um, awesome another yeah. one of my favorites so yeah, yeah, a lot of those kind of classic kind of singer songwriters, and then um, we were talking, you know, before we came on air about Ryan Adams and, yeah. and Doors, and um, yeah, often the stuff that I, I listen that I listen to has um, somewhat of a kind of classic kind of songwriter sort of vibe to it. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Really, it's not a very good description, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I would say so. And um, we've got a few more comments here. Stephen says City Walls is a great album. Um, City Walls was that was that the album before that one? That was the one uh, afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards. Rhythm, yeah. Rhythm on the City Wall. It's Rhythm called, on the City Wall. Full title, and that was the one that I did um, in Russia. Um, ah yes. And uh, yeah, that's that's the most recent one. Uh, although it is 2016, I think so. It's mm, been a while. Mm. I am yeah. definitely due another another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Well, we'll we will talk about we'll we'll briefly mention uh, Russia as well because I think that's quite an interesting story. But sure. we'll stick on this one for now. Um, and also, here we go. Stephen says CB2 was a great night during my student days with the venue in the basement. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great one, but. I, I really like all the songs on this album, so it was quite hard um, when I was talking to you about it to mention, you know, choose one that to mention to maybe talk about. Sure. Um, but I'm glad you, you you agreed about talking about this one because there was a few others which could also as equally have been easy to talk about. Um, but tell us a little bit about um, what what was behind this song. I'll never win. Um, so it's basically it's the song is about being with someone who has um, troubles in their life, things that they're sort of um, guarded in terms of you know they don't want to talk about them. They've kind of put up some barriers and walls and things, mm. and it's about sort of saying you know I'm here and I want to help you and talk about it. If you just only you know let me in and, and talk yeah. to me about it. Um, so that's, that's kind of basically what the song is about. In a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. I th- I is think, that what uh, you thought it was about? Yeah. It pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I'm, and I'm glad it is actually, cause, cause I've always identified with it like that. And, um, I remember very vividly when I heard it live, I, I th- it must've been a situation that I was experiencing at the time because it's one of those kind of like, you know when you hear a, a songwriter and a, and a singer who just kind of like hits the mark with what you're thinking about sure. at, at yeah. the time, and that that song in particular did. Um, and I was, you know, I was like, oh god, yeah, that that really does hit the mark. And um, yeah, I, I feel that, really, really feel that. And and I re- I do I do like that actually because it's it's kind of like a it's a good message saying you know I I, I want to help kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And but then there's that you know that that classic kind of frustration and that the kind of meeting point of you're not quite able to kind of thing and yeah. I, I think that makes for a really good a really good song because it's got that kind of um how would you call it kind of conflict in it mm-hmm. sure. um, and i really i really like that about it and was it a song that took a long time to write or was it one that kind of flowed quite quickly that, i think that second album um i went through a lot of things around that time changes in my life i mean i told you about moving to cambridge for ex-girlfriend mm. and that didn't work out and then um there were lots of changes and lots going on and i was writing a lot at the time um so you know obviously the memory of it sort of gets a little bit hazy but i think most of that record came out pretty quick in terms of the writing the recording was a different thing um but the songs were all written pretty quickly, I think. Mm, mm. And um, was this was this record recorded with with Dave Gerard as well, or was it? So this record was. Uh, so I initially I went out to Ireland to record it. Cool. Yeah. Um, and 
it kind of uh, some elements of it went well and some elements didn't go quite as I wanted them to and we kind of got half of it done on the first trip and I was due mm. to go out and finish it on the second trip uh, and a combination of my kind of living circumstances changing and uh, so money and financial kind of strains and stuff like that meant that I didn't go back to Ireland to finish it and instead I finished it with Dave mm. and I also um, Stephen uh, McLachlan played drums and cool. he, which he recorded remotely I think or I went there I don't remember um, so it was kind of like some of it was recorded in Ireland some of it was recorded with Steve like the drums were recorded with Steve yeah, um, yeah. some of it was recorded with Dave and I think some of it I recorded uh, as well so it was a real kind of mashup of uh, <laughs> you know collaborative yeah yeah effort, but in yeah, a good way yeah. you know yeah. yeah yeah and was that when Dave had his studio in up near Bishop Stortford is that in Manhattan yeah. or yeah. yeah when he had like the home studio yeah yeah, that's that's actually where I I first recorded with Dave. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my my second DP was in that studio. Then we kind of it was a similar experience actually. Then we moved somewhere else, and the whole thing was recorded in about three different locations. So yeah, um, I know I know that feeling quite well. Um, but in some ways, I quite like that because it it sometimes gives the album a little bit of a journey. I think sure na naturally, yeah. um, which is good. Um, so. I think we should probably have a listen to the song. We'll, we'll chat a little bit more about it um, afterwards as well. So um, for anyone listening on audio, you'll be able to hear the song. Um, and for anyone watching, uh, we've got a nice video, which is which Dan has recorded live. So um, I will share that. We'll disappear for a couple of minutes. We'll sit in the background and um, let everyone enjoy the song. Okay. Well, I don't know much about you I've been knocking at your window, but you still won't let me in And I'll admit, I quite enjoy the mystery you're shrouded in But I'm growing cold And I know not of your sorrow or the distance that you've come Of your preferred destination or the things you're running from But if you're looking for another to confide in, I'm the one Outside your door How long Are you gonna keep me waiting When you gonna let me in How long If we keep playing by your rules I'll never win Since your trouble, there's a sadness in your eyes Every time they start to wonder That's you trying to disguise But I'm just waiting for the day you finally come to realize That I'm on your side Cause it won't do you any good To keep it all locked up inside If your history's too heavy You should leave it all behind you know it's nothing but a story weighing heavy on your mind And it's no more real than that How long are you gonna keep me waiting? When you gonna let me in? 
keep playing by your rules, I'll never win. Ah, uh, man, that's such a nice song. Um, Thank you. I, it reminded me of of, of seeing it live, and um, I don't. I think it's been a while since I've since I've seen you play live. But um, yeah, so I've, I've there's a few things which I I pick out from from songs whenever I listen to them. But um, mm-hmm. I love I love how the melody works right at the start over those kind of descending over the descending guitar chords um, or notes. Um, I think that's beautiful and also really love the I think there's some seventh chords in there as well, which um I yeah. I'm a massive fan of. I always make I always seem to make mm-hmm. use of the seventh chords um where I can, but I think you use them really you know, you use them where they should come in, like um as the music's kind of peaking and they you know, they they make a difference basically. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Um, Thank you. Which I really like. Um yeah, the second chord is a B seven, I think. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 man. Um, and we've got which some is, good... yeah, it's like the third chord of the key, but it's uh, instead of minor, it's a seven. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting, actually. Yeah, like the um, dominant seven as opposed to the minor seven. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it works beautifully well. Um, and one thing that always strikes me um, is the storytelling element of your of your music. Um, having having seen the live shows, I know that you sometimes tell tell quite um, you know real stories between the songs. Okay, yeah. Um, which which I really like, and I think I think they help set up some of the songs for the listener, um, and and they make they make it memorable because i always remember some stories that you told i think there's one song you told a story about going into a bar mm-hmm. um uh seeing a guy uh, oh, talking yeah. to a guy in a bar um sure. yeah and, and forgive me i can't remember the name of the song but um um yeah that's uh want what you get song. yeah cool. yeah that's yeah. it um and and it really stuck with me yeah because i could kind of then I can I can kind of imagine it through the through the through the lyrics and um, I think the I think the lyrics are very very to the point with with a lot of these songs which is great um, and and I just think they they make a real impact on the listener. Um, there's one which I re well there's a few lines actually I really enjoyed. Um, I enjoy the mystery you're shrouded in. Really, mm-hmm. really comes out of that for me because. I feel like it's something in a in a relationship or whatever or yeah. you know or a love interest where you almost need that mystery but it, again it's that mystery sometimes you're fighting against. Mm-hmm. Um and that that kind of really summed it up well for me that that lyric I think. Sure yeah it's it, that is kind of what it is it's like that's what that's what attracted me to that person but mm. now i'm finding it annoying like frustrating yeah <laughs> yeah uh so it's yeah yeah and i th- yeah. i think um i think i can definitely um identify with that and i think i think a lot of people do um and one i think one of the one of the most poetic lyrics and also i think it's an important lyric as well because it's almost again it's almost a message it's almost a um a message of help like it's like a helpful thing to, to to say to someone, I think, but it's worded so well. It's like, uh, and forgive me if I get it slightly wrong, because mm. I just scribbled it down there. But That's, uh, if you won't recognise it anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's always hard, isn't it, to remember to yeah, remember yeah. lyrics yeah. anyway at the best of times. But I think uh, if your history is too heavy, you should leave it all behind. And then it it goes on to say something like, "It's a story weighing on on your mind, mm-hmm. and nothing like more yeah. than that." Um, yeah. And and I think that's really, that's really important as well because I, th- I th- I think you know li- life is hard, um, but 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 so many people do get weighed down by their, by things that have happened to them in the past, and sometimes it can be, played out in, in future or present relationships, um, and it, and it and it can sometimes not be anything to do with the particular person that's involved, but. Mm-hmm. All those, all those scars, they come, they come to bear at some point, don't they? I suppose. 
Yeah, so I guess it's, it's about sort of saying or like wishing that somebody could let the past go a little bit. Obviously, yeah. it's, it's so much easier to just say that, like, oh, it's just, you know, it's a story, like, in your head, like, forget about it. Like, yeah. And it's so much harder to actually, you know, do that. But, yeah, um, yeah I suppose that is... And I was, I was kind of reading and listening to a lot of um, stuff uh, that was uh, hinting at that or mm. explicitly saying that, you know, your, your past is your past and your future you don't know. And like now is the time to kind of live your life. Yeah. That sort of stuff. So it kind of came through into that song and a few yeah. others on the album. Yeah. Yeah. And ly- lyrically, um, I think, I think lyrically the album's brilliant and, um, and, and that's something that always, always interests me but do you, do you write lyrics are you constantly writing lyrics or, or do you write lyrics that that merge with music that you've written or writing at the time um is it an ongoing process kind of thing it's a little bit of a combination of um i'd say most most of the songs come from like some kind of musical idea could be called progression or hmm. some kind of little riff or something and then um just kind of singing random things over it until something yeah. kind of go and you kind of go, Oh, that's kind of nice. And it might be a word or a whole phrase. And I always sort of say, it's a bit like kind of finding one piece of a jigsaw puzzle mm. and kind of going, Hmm, that's, I like that. Yeah. What's it going to be? Like, what's the picture going to be? What's, what story is that a part of? Yeah. So I'd say that's, um, more often than not that's the case uh, and then sometimes i'll like think ah oh, wouldn't this be a great like idea for a song like a concept mm. um for a song so there's a song on the album called abusing my position and that was a phrase and i was like oh i could write a, a whole song about different people who are abusing their power or abusing their position and then so yeah. that was more of a like i thought of an idea a concept and then i like went to work on it and tried to and that was like lyrics first, and then I kind of came up with the music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I'm writing lyrics, you know, all the time. I wish I was one of these people that like had a notepad and carried it everywhere <laughs> with me. And yeah. I guess now you just do it on your phone. Um, find sometimes when I'm driving that I have ideas mm. for lyrics. Then you know it's difficult to write them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you certainly shouldn't. So, uh, yeah. you know, you try and remember them. Um, I've been writing songs recently with a friend. Uh, we've been writing for DJs. Oh, okay. Which has been um, yeah. quite fun. Um, wow. We're, we're, we're trying to make them good, obviously, because we want, <laughs> we want people to use them. Yeah. But it's totally different when you're writing and you know that you're not going to have to sing them. That's a totally different thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're less personal and, you know, it's quite fun. Yeah, and... Yeah, have you found that that it that it's a completely because I I've started doing some co-writing with some artists who are completely out of my normal genre. Yeah. Um just for a, you know a bit of a challenge and and also because I thought I'd find it fun. But yeah, I I found that it's like it's trying to think with someone else's mind it when you're when you're either writing the lyrics or or you know maybe helping with the lyrics and and it's mm-hmm. trying to find their voice rather than my voice and yeah. I absolutely understand what you mean there and um I guess as well with DJ music as well is is that kind of the lyrics have to be quite tapered down to kind of you know th- you certainly couldn't you couldn't write a song about you know <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't get too deep I don't think you know? yeah yeah um well you know that's maybe not fair you can but mm. it has to be in it has to be in a way that people can dance to it obviously yeah so yeah. it's about trying to come up with like little hooks and um sometimes even like we wrote this song uh recently and what we wanted to try and do was um so this was with a friend of mine will robert his name oh was, i know will uh, yeah, yeah yeah so he, guy, he yeah. does he does a lot of that now and he's got another kind of pseudonym which is will matter which is like his more oh, kind okay. of pop and like dance music kind of um artist name and we had the idea or i think like his manager said why don't you try and write a song with 
um, sat like a vocalization as the hook, mm. as opposed to like a lyric line. So we were thinking about how we could do that. And the idea ended up being that, um, like the first verse is like somebody driving along in a car and then um, they switch the channel on the radio and they hear the end of a song and they didn't catch the rest of the song. They just hear the end and they don't know what the song's called, but the bass line goes. And then that's where the kind of vocalization comes in with this like, like this kind of, um, so that's the kind of thing that I would never do like Mm. my own stuff, but it was quite a fun, um, little project to work on yeah man yeah and, and will you will you ever incorporate anything like that into any future writing kind of things or? uh i don't know um that kind of thing i think will probably stay for that sort of yeah. side of the writing i suppose for my own stuff but yeah. um certainly working with people like producing other people gives me loads of ideas for my own stuff um which is cool. Yeah, yeah, because I was, I, I was actually that leads us on quite quite nicely, um, because you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, and we we've talked about it before about moving to Russia, and um, that must have been a very interesting experience. And and you mentioned to me before that you actually started doing your own recording just on a two, you know, a two input interface um, mm-hmm. when you when you're out there and and. Well, first of all, how how did you end up moving to Russia? That's an interesting place to live for a while. Yeah, so that was um, uh, my wife is Russian, so mm. after we got married, we need to like sort out visa stuff, and um, so we went we went there for a while um, for six months, basically. Um, we didn't know it was going to be six months, but we thought it would be a short time yeah. while we while we got everything sorted for the visa, and then we came back. But six months was. Um, kind of a nice amount of time um, to like really get into living there and sort of get used to it a little bit and yeah. experience the culture. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a, there were some elements of it that were like real culture shock. And mm. sometimes I did feel like a bit of an alien, you know, like a mm. strange, strange person. Um, and, and the region that we went to as well, it's like in, uh, it's kind of, it's called Bashkortostan. It's just above Kazakhstan. It's kind of like in the south um, of Russia. Mm. And people there, they don't really see many tourists. Like people don't go there for tourism. Yeah. And often people were saying things like, oh, you're the first like, you know, European that I've seen like in real life. And things wow. Like, you know. So it was like wow. quite weird to be that guy. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh, like representing europe yeah yeah and and was it was it winter time or was it was it extremely cold or was it um... it was winter time when i got there i kind mm. of went there just before new year's eve i think mm. in fact i think the i think we went on new year's eve my first night out was like wow. new year's eve yeah yeah uh, which was really fun and uh so yeah really cold like minus 40 mm. and snowing wow. all the time and then, uh, and then there was a, you know, spring is like two or three weeks of rain, and then and then it gets really hot. <laughs> so um, I experienced a bit of you know winter and summer. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's summer. I've always like been interesting going. Would you recommend it for a yeah, short trip? For abs- a short while? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I've I've only been to I've been to Ufa, which is the town that I lived in, and Moscow. Mm. And um, I'd say, you know, if you're going to go to one place in Russia, you might want to go to like Moscow or St. Petersburg. Yeah. Uh, but then there's all, you know, it's definitely worth exploring um, other cities to get like a sense of, I don't want to say the, like the real Russia, you know, because like mm, there'll mm. be people in Moscow going like, this is the real, you know, but it's different. It's definitely different. It's less European. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it feels like a very different uh, um, culture. Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine. Um, and with the re- the recording, so 
was that when you first started to kind of think, you know, obviously you're in, in Russia, probably not close to any, any studios in the UK you could get mm-hmm. in, into. Was that an inspiration behind, you know, let's start recording some stuff on, on my own kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I'd, I've always sort of recorded, I, like since like when I was back at school, I had like a, yeah. I remember having like a tape, uh, four track tape machine, <laughs> Tascam cool. thing. Yeah. Um, which was fun and then I got like a digital eight track and it was like all of a sudden I had like this drum machine and eight tracks and um yeah so I've always done a little bit of recording and um done bits of like pre-production on previous albums and things and demos and, and all that sort of stuff um but when I went to Russia I was wanting to make an album and I knew that I was well I thought that I wasn't going to make it there so I wanted to demo the, all the songs, and then I thought, when I get back to England, I'll be in a position to just go into a studio straight away and just do it. Yeah. Um, but then the demos that I was doing, I was kind of sending. There was a few people I was sending them to, and um, they were just saying, "Well, you should just, you know, release release it as it mm. is." So um, I ended up sort of being persuaded to to do that. And um, so, yeah, that was like the first thing that I like produced kind of start to finish and, um, you know, actually released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and was there was there lyrical inspiration being out in Russia for a while? or was that... I'd written most of the songs before I went. Mm. I'm just trying to think if there were any that. I think because I was recording a whole bunch of songs that I'd already written. I didn't write much while I was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't say that I can even think of a single song that I wrote (laughs) about being there. Yeah. uh, No, that's cool. That's cool. These things, I think all these things kind of inspire you, don't they, anyway? Um, Yeah. You know, whether you know it or not, and whether it's conscious or not, they kind of work their way into your like life experiences and how you see the world and everything, so absolutely yeah and sometimes it's it's stuff that's happened a couple of years ago that seeps into your consciousness yeah like you say and then somehow a song can come out at some point um yeah you know you never know um but we mentioned a little bit earlier um about influences and then we were talking a little bit before about doors and and yeah. this is a this is a band and an, an artist that that I've really got into in the last couple of years um, because I think um, uh, the main guy, again, who I can't remember his name. Um, uh, Taylor Goldsmith. Taylor Goldsmith, yeah. I think Taylor? he's probably one of the best writers at this present time. And um, yeah, t- tell me a bit about, you know, what, how, how, you, how, you, how you like Doors and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh... I can't remember how. Usually, my wife finds a lot of music for me. She, mm. um, because I'm always working on music, I'm always listening to music during the day. And she's a photographer, so whenever she's editing photos, she's listening to music. So she yeah. discovers all this great music, and then she says, "Oh, listen to this, you know, listen to that." And she's. I remember she said, "Oh, listen to this song. It's by a band called Doors." And I was like, "Oh, the Doors," and she was like, "No, not the <laughs> Doors." So. Um, and I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's great. But it really reminds me of Jackson Brown, like, mm. massively. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't like, go and seek it out and listen to more of it. I was like, yeah, it's great, but it's, you know, it really reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah. And then one day I was driving back from a gig that I'd done, I think, in Gloucester, uh, in the car, and I had, like, Spotify on, and it was on my, like, playlist kind of shuffle and a little bit of everything came on and um it really hit me that song i was just like every line in it every every verse it felt so meaningful and um and then i was hooked and then i was listening to you know their stuff constantly and went to see them um last year just before i think that was probably the last kind of big gig that i went to oh wow yeah uh, in manchester and uh, yeah, just love, love, love that band. They're great. The arrangements, the lyrics, the, the songwriting. 
and they rock you know like when you yeah. see them live they really rock and oh and yeah big like guitar solos and everything yeah so they're a great live band and they also make great records so. yeah yeah I, I i i agree i'd love to see them live i haven't yet done me able to do that but yeah lyrically kind of it when i listen to them i was like it, it kind of they're the kind of act that makes you want to up your game a bit for me. I was like, I listened to their lyrics and I was like, mm. exactly as you describe, I was like, wow, every line, every line is kind of like amazing. And yeah. um, I've, I've always been massively into lyrics, but probably guilty in, in many ways of, of having some good lines and then throwing in the odd line, which I think, oh, that will kind of work. That will kind of do. But it, for me, the do- doors um they just they just don't seem to do that every single line seems to have a, a point and a and it and it hits hard it's yeah amazing yeah i read an interview with him uh um where he was saying that he always felt like he was like an oversharer hmm. in songs and he would listen to other artists who were like more vague and they'd be a bit poetic but you might listen to the song and think i don't really know what it's about yeah and he was saying that he would he was kind of looking at those songwriters and thinking i should be more like that i should be more like vague and poetic and you know not overshare my Mm. you know experiences and then he sort of concludes by saying that he realized that that wasn't him and that wasn't his thing and that his thing was to just tell people exactly how he feels about stuff yeah and um when i read that i was kind of like yeah i've always felt like that too that that there are other songwriters who I look to and think, oh, that song's great. I don't know what it's about, but it's great. I'm sure it means something. Yeah. Um, whereas my songs, I think if people listen to them, they kind of know what it's about. They know what it means. And in the past, I've kind of thought, oh, you know, does that make me less of a like artist? And you know, but after reading that, I was like, yeah, I'm just that's who I am, and that's that's kind of how I write, and that's fine. Yeah, and and I think it. I think it's 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 great um, because yeah, like every line has an impact, and and your music definitely does that. And um, yeah, I I can I can feel the story when I'm when I'm listening to it, and, and exactly the same with Doors. Um, and yeah, it's very interesting to hear that he that he thought like that as well, because mm-hmm. when you look at it on the surface, you just go, wow, lyrical genius, really. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's he's amazing, and like like I say, when I read that, it was kind of like it was almost like a bit of a relief. Like, oh wow, mm. he felt he felt like that, you know, and he's yeah. like somebody who I really, I really think is is amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you know, you, you just have to kind of embrace the way that you write naturally and not try and force, you know, something else. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely, and. Um... So that I've got a couple of my kind of stock questions. I mean, I'd love to talk about influences for, forever, really, but um, it's always interesting. But I guess that that might be for another time. But um, so yeah, my kind of my kind of questions that I ask everyone really. Um, do are you kind of an evening or a morning writer, or do you write during the day, or is it just kind of spontaneous whenever it takes uh, you? I'd say I'd say more in the evening. Mm. Yeah. But not necessarily, you know, yeah. just whenever I kind of get the time or feel inspired to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Um, and if you, uh, you were talking about doing some co-writing and stuff, but if you could co-write with anyone on in the world, yeah. <laughs> who, would, who would you think you would Well, I'd probably, co-write I'd with? probably uh, write with uh, Taylor yeah. from Doors, as we've just been talking about him, and then... Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think that would be a very, very good collaboration. Actually, mm. I think it, right. I could, <laughs> well, I could see. Let that. him know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching this, let him know, and um, yeah. maybe we can make it happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll use my contacts to get it yeah. over there to him. Don't worry. Maybe about the it. three of us, you know. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Maybe he'd say no to me, but if we, we put it to, to him that you know you're not just getting one, you're getting like <laughs> both of us, then he yeah. might go for it. Two, two, two British kind of uh, yeah. songwriters. In, in, yeah, definitely. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. How, that, how about that, you? Would cool. that be the same for you? Or you, you... Um, well, interestingly, um, 
I, I'm a massive uh, Damien Rice fan, so right, okay. I'd probably like to write something yeah, with yeah. him. Um, but also Ryan Adams as well, who mm. we're going to talk about in a minute because that's sure. the cover the yeah. cover we've chosen. And yeah, I've always I've always been interested in writing with people like that because I feel like I my music connect. It's probably similar to some of their stuff, um, and the way I write, I suppose, probably connects with them. So. Um, mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, but then there's loads, isn't there? Um, yeah, I mean, then you start thinking, oh, you know, but what if I yeah. could write with Dylan? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be cool. Although exactly. it wouldn't be much of a co-write, for sure. You'd just be like, yeah, whatever you think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was watching a, um, I wish, I've watched a film on Dylan, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was a really cool film. Like, they'd taken, someone, had, is an old vi- photographer had taken a video of it. Um mm. I think it was on, on Netflix or something like that. Was it a and, recent one? Is it the one... Um, I think I know the, the one you mean. It's a little yeah. bit mad, isn't it? It's a little bit mad. It's a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Um, and you see all these people that that were around Dylan at that time and you think, wow, that, there's like a famous actress I never knew was around him then. And um, loads of people from kind of pop culture. And um, But yeah, one of the things struck me is some, one of the guys that was influenced interview was like oh yeah we were in the studio just doing some stuff and then dylan walked in and then it all changed <laughs> and it was like right we're doing this now we're gonna play on his song and yeah it i think he would just be one of those characters that it just changes things doesn't it yeah um but it'd be interesting to interesting to see a session of his yeah for sure i don't know if he writes with other people I don't know if he I don't actually know. No, I don't know if he would, to be honest. But it would be difficult because with a co with a co write, like it's you you know because you've you've done some co writing and mm. um, it's it's not easy, is it? It's like hard to because you're constantly like treading that line of you don't want to take over. You want it to be like yeah. a co write, and it, it depends whose song it is, who's going to sing it. Is it their song yeah. or your song, whatever? Um. And it's not easy when you kind of like maybe disagree on where something should go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it can be really tricky to to get that balance of like um, being creative and not stifling things. Yeah, and kind of getting stuff done. You know, it's hard. Yeah, I I agree. And um, when I first started out, I did try co-writing in it, and I really couldn't get the hang of it. Like. Mm. I had a couple of sessions in a, that, with some great people, but they just really didn't work. And I think it's because I wasn't probably kind of ready to, to do it. And, um, I, yeah, I found it quite hard. Re- more recently, yeah, I've definitely had to had to look at it more objectively, like like you say, like you, you go into it and think, right, well, how can we make this work rather than mm-hmm. trying to, like, put an idea on someone and they try and put an idea on you and... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult to try and think, to think in the yeah, like you say, if it's someone else's song, to try and think in their, in their head as well, and like how they would sing it or write it, um, might not be how how I would write it. But then if they're singing yeah. it, then yeah. they don't want to sing it like I want. To yeah, sing yeah, it. exactly. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a strange but can be beautiful thing. Yeah, 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 yeah um, for sure, and. Um, so yeah, that kind of leads us on quite well. Um, this this hour always goes so quickly because I can go off on many tangents and talk about songs for forever, really, um, which is uh, which is easy to do. But we're going to talk about Ryan Adams because he's he's someone that I I've always been a massive fan of, um, mm-hmm. and definitely took a lot of my songwriting influences from him. Um, and he's he's again he's one of those writers that always kind of seems to seems to get it right for me when it, whenever he brings an album out I'm like yep uh, I like this album I'm I'm a, yep. I'm a fan of it and um, he, he seems to have a a knack of just hitting the mark again um, melodically and and lyrically and and it, and it just kind of takes you it it, it gets me um, and. The song I think we're going to talk about um, is called "To Be Without You," mm-hmm. um, which 
I had to remember which album it's from because he's he's a, such a prolific writer. He's got so many albums, but uh, I looked it up and it's from Prisoner, um, which I believe was about three or four years ago, um, somewhere around then. Um, and I think um, it it was written around about the time of of, of his uh, of his marriage breakup um, or, or a breakup of a relationship because mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of the songs you know, lead me down that path to think that. Um, and, but yeah, tell me about, about this song and, and, and why you decided to cover it and why, why you like Ryan Adams really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, same for me with Ryan Adams. I mean, I, um, discovered him when I was back in college A friend said, Oh, listen to this. And, uh, it was, uh, the album gold. Mm, great album. And, yeah, really loved that album, got into that, and then kind of went back to Heartbreaker and then sort of just listened to pretty much everything since then. Um, and, yeah, the, the, to be honest, there was a few songs of his that I was playing, and that was kind of one, you know, you with covers, I always kind of, there are songs that I want to play, and I kind of try them out, and I do them live, and some of them kind of stick, and they stay in the set, and some of them... You kind of do, and you think, oh, you know, maybe that's not for yeah. me, or, uh, and that was one that stuck and was in the set for for a while. And uh, when you asked me, oh, you know, we, we need to play a cover, I went on YouTube <laughs> to see well, what what covers do I have, yeah. And I found that one, and I was like, oh, well, this is, you know, and it's one that I haven't played for a long time. And I listened to it, and I thought, oh, I should I should play that again? So, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's a great song, yeah. as, as are many of his songs. Yeah, I love that song, and and um, we will end the show. We'll we'll play the cover basically, and anyone that's watched it before knows we we normally try and do that. Um, yeah, there's a line in that song which I really love as well. Like, I think he's talking about obviously. I think uh, his his marriage or his relationship is broken up, and um, it's it's the little things that you. I think he's talking about little things that you find around the house that remind you of that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he's there's a line that always gets me every time. It's like that little thread of silver. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, maybe on the bedside table or something. Um, and it, it's those little lyrics, which always get me with, with things like that because they're so, you know, they, they could be to, to some people, they might just be, oh, I don't know, I don't know what that means, but to yeah. me, they're kind of so descriptive, um, of a tiny minute kind of, um, yeah. thing. But but it could be it could be like a, such a important thing because we you know we've all been there haven't we you know you you think you're forgetting someone and then you see something that reminds you of them mm-hmm. kind of yeah thing. Yeah. Um, yeah no it's the detail isn't it and the, that's what kind of makes it personal and that's what makes it interesting yeah yeah um, and and do you try and do you try and do, do that in your songs kind of put little kind of little little things of detail in there. Yeah, I think so. There's, there's definitely. Um, I think sometimes you know there there have been songs that I've written. I'm like, oh, is, it, is there too much detail in this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, sometimes I like the kind of more country style of like just kind of saying something in a really plain way, like the way mm. you would describe it to a friend at a pub or something. Yeah, you know, you might not go into such detail, and you might not try and be poetic about stuff. Yeah. So there's kind of there's you know many different approaches I suppose and I try and sort of I guess with with different songs I kind of feel like oh yeah this one I'm gonna I'm gonna be more descriptive about stuff and specific mm. and you know describe the scenery and the smells and the tastes and the sounds and all those kind of things you know like bring the senses in yeah and get them involved and try and make people feel like they could be there in the song yeah and then with other songs I sort of think no, I want to make this really kind of like just how I would say it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's an important balance to to tread actually. Yeah, because I, I when when I've been doing songs before, yeah, sometimes I've I felt like oh, I'm going a little bit too too down the route of, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Mm. And and it sounds lovely, but but does the audience know what I'm talking about enough? And and like you say, sometimes you just kind of just have to, you know, kind of hit hit them with something quite conversational or, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, 
as 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 you find it kind of thing and i think that's important to get that balance and i, I think your music does that really well thank you and yeah. likewise by the way <laughs> thanks you've been man, giving yeah. me all these compliments but the same <laughs> you know your songs are really great so. oh thanks man no, enjoyed like listening to your stuff that's really cool and um yeah and, and hopefully so what what does very quickly before we kind of go what does what does touring hold for you what does the future hold in in terms of post covid i suppose getting back into into gigging uh, and things yeah uh i want to make some more music like record some more music mm. i'm kind of working on that at the moment um when i can and i think i want to get some new stuff out and then i want to tour in yeah. that order um because i felt like uh i felt that my my because i hadn't got any new songs out mm-hmm. my my live stuff i was getting a bit bored of myself i suppose and i, I just yeah. felt like oh, i need something different and more songs and you know new stuff um i didn't want to go keep touring the same same songs you know even though other people yeah. might not have heard them to me they're kind of old songs so that's what that's kind of the plan record some more and then when i've got a new thing to put out then i'll go and do some more gigs Hopefully. yeah Oh, excellent and and I, and I completely know what you're talking about there yeah sometimes i feel the same like it's sometimes good to take a break get new songs and get a new energy behind the the set and i like the way that sets change when you have new albums because it it, it just brings a new kind of dynamic to the to the set and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it's needed and actually um yeah I, i'm i'm very much sim- similar looking forward to doing new material and, and and playing it live again at some point so let let me know whenever uh let well i'll probably look out as well and if, if you're playing around cambridge or um or you know london bishop Stortford, the kind of area yeah. i'll pop down like, and have likewise. a have yeah, a view yeah man yeah no, that'd be great and um good luck with all the with all the studio stuff and all the collaborating and stuff that you're mm-hmm. doing and um it's good to hear Will. Will was uh, Will was working on stuff. I haven't seen Will for a while, but um, he's another great great songwriter. I'll have to get him on here actually at some yeah, point. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him he said hello and um, yeah, get in touch with him. I'm sure he'd love to. Yeah, out. yeah, it'd be really cool. And um, we're gonna play out with a song uh, that that Dan's recorded live, which is a Ryan Adams cover um, to be without you. And before we go, um, I just want to say thank you very much to everyone that's uh, been watching today. Um, we are out every Wednesday at 7.30pm on Facebook, Isolation Gigs, which is our page specifically for podcasts and live gigs, um, and also my YouTube page, which you can subscribe to, Elliot Port Music, um, just gives you a kind of a notification every time we go live, so if you miss it, don't worry, because you can always watch it back, it's going to be on there, and it'll be as an audio podcast, probably on Friday, I think. So, Dan, thanks so much for coming on. Um, thanks for having me it's yeah, been really it fun and um definitely come back on when you've when you've got new stuff out and we'll chat about one of those songs as well sure. It'll be great yeah cool so thanks everyone for watching i'm going to play out um with this beautiful cover um of ryan adams and i hope you'll enjoy it and we'll see you next week It's so hard to be without you Lying in my bed you are so much to be without Rattles in my head that empty drum filled with doubt And everything you lose will always come find its way out And every night is lonesome and it's longer than before And nothing really matters anymore Nothing really matters anymore Nothing really matters anymore And it's so hard to be without you I used to feel so angry and now I only feel humble 
Stinging from the storm inside my ribs where it thunders There's nothing left to say or really even to wonder We are like a book and every page is so torn Nothing really matters anymore Nothing really matters anymore Nothing really matters anymore And it's so hard not to call you Thundering my bones out on the street where I first saw you And everything was new and colorful, it's gotten darker And every day's a lesson, things were brighter before Nothing really matters anymore Nothing really matters anymore Nothing really matters anymore And it's so hard to be without you Every day I find another little thread of silver Waiting for me when I wake up someplace on the pillow And then I see the empty space beside me and remember That I feel empty, I feel tired, I feel warm And nothing really matters anymore Nothing really matters anymore Nothing really matters anymore